Good morning. Welcome to our weekly live. So excited to be here. For those of you who have not been here before, I'll just tell you, we come on live and show our, or share, not show, <laughs> share our experiences with things going on in our lives and how Christ has shown up for us. And today we have Liz joining us, so let me grab her. How about you? Good. Just rearranging my phone. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, now I am cut off. But that's okay. Um, so I'm going to let you just introduce yourself. This is the first time I've talked to Liz. We've just kind of chatted over IG, you know, messaging yeah. and stuff. But she is just amazing. I love what she shares. I love what you share, Liz. Thank you. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll jump into your story. Okay. So like you said, my name is Liz. And I'm 36 years old, and I have three kids, and I live in Austin, Texas, and I have chronic cancer. Yeah. yeah. What kind of cancer is it? It's leukemia. Okay. It's called CML. CML? Yeah, CML. Okay. So. Good to know. And how old are your kids? My kids, one is almost 11, uh, 8, and 9. Not 10. No, nine. <laughs> nine. I know. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, when is their birthday? Yeah. I do that. Sometimes like, what is your name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I change my kids' names all the time, especially one in particular. And she's like, why me? And I'm like, sorry. You know, with, <laughs> with my son, I keep calling him like my dog. I keep calling him oh, my dog. Yeah. We've oh, done that too. <laughs> You're like, I'm so sorry. It just like comes out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. So I would like you to share a little bit of your story. She's going yeah. through this right now, guys. She's in the thick of it. And so I just love how willing she is to talk about it. And I would love to hear how you have navigated this and seen yeah. Christ yeah. through it all. Yeah. So I think my story with this starts a few days before I was diagnosed. So I was diagnosed in April 12th of last year. And that was a Wednesday. On Monday something very wonderful happened to me. I was driving. I don't remember where I was going, but I was driving. And I had this prompting that said, Liz, your life is about to change and you will become the person you want to be. So you can imagine when you receive a prompting like that, it was so clear. Like I was talking to someone. I felt so wonderful. I was like, oh, okay, something's going to happen. It's going to help me become who I want to be. Wonderful. Let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. And so I was very excited about it. And then on Tuesday, I received the same prompting. But this time, there was a little addition. So exactly the same words. And then it said, but there will be pain. And you, but you. It will be fine. Just remember your faith. And I was like, oh, okay, that's changed a little bit, but it's okay. All good. And so on Wednesday, I, I was going to work. I worked for a preschool. I was a preschool teacher. And I received a phone call, and it was my doctor. So the Friday before that, I went to the doctor because I keep getting sick. But my thought was like, maybe I have anemia or a vitamin D insufficiency, or maybe just the kids from the preschool, you know, getting me sick or whatever. But just in case, I'm just going to go. 
So on Wednesday that of that week, my doctor calls and he says, hey, Liz, I saw something on your blood and, you know, testing all of that. So I sent it to a pathologist and he agrees with me. We think you have leukemia. When he said that to me, you know, I'm going to work. It's in the middle of the morning. The, the weird thing was that at that moment when he said it, I felt like he was just saying, you have a cold. I didn't feel anything. I, at that moment, I didn't react. But when he hung up, when I hung up, I felt the whole thing, right? It was like, oh my goodness. So on Friday of that week, I went to the oncologist and he said, you have leukemia. And now we need to find out what type of leukemia so we can know what type of treatment you're going to have. And I got, you know, I had a bone marrow uh, biopsy, which let me tell you, this is horrible. I have, I have, I have a high pain tolerance and it's horrible. It was horrible. But because of the biopsy, we find out that not only do I have leukemia, I have chronic leukemia, meaning that I probably will have cancer the rest of my life. And Mm -hmm. so when I heard that, it was really really hard because I'm 36 years old and I hope to live many many years and to know that I'm gonna have cancer the rest of my life was really hard so that day I went to my bedroom and I remember kneeling down and I told Heavenly Father Heavenly Father I will not complain not once I promise you I will not complain once but I need you I need you to be here with me I need your strength I need you because I won't be able to do this. And I, and I said that because I know myself, <laughs> when I go through challenges or hard times, I get stuck in my head and I go into this spiral of negativity and bad thoughts and all that stuff. So I knew I needed a Heavenly Father. And so I, as I start treatment, and it was those three first months of my treatment because my treatment is that I have to take a chemo pill every mm-hmm. single day, every single day. And so it made me so sick. I have never been as sick as I was on those three first months. Horrible. And something that was very special was that when I would kneel down again and pray, prayer has become this source of, you know, for me, of of peace and all that. I always describe the feeling that I had while I'm praying with him. It's like everyone else disappears. It's just me me and him and I can literally feel him in my room holding me hugging me his love I just feel all his love just listening to me cry and saying I don't know if I can do this I don't know how I'm gonna do this and he's just there for me and in one of those occasions I remember we were I was telling Heavenly father okay you told me I was gonna be okay and he said to me I said you were going to be okay now that you were going to be cured, now that everything was going to be easy. And I realized in that moment that when he said to me, you're going to be okay, just remember your faith, you're going to be okay, he meant I will be there with you and you can still have a wonderful life and you can still be there for your family and I'll be there. You will know how to carry your burden. And that's how I felt with this experience. And, you know, it's almost a year now. I'm right there, you know, at the year mark of mm-hmm. this whole thing. And I have gone through this. It's a roller coaster. There are days that, you know, after those three months, I was good for a while. And then I got sick again, very sick that I had to have emergency transfusion, uh, infusions, iron infusions, because I was very dangerously low. 
and and now I'm doing kind of better right now and I have bad days good days and all those things but in all this transition right now this time with this um, experience I can honestly say that never before in my life I ever had the connection with Heavenly Father like I do right now I, I have made praying and scripture study a priority, a non-negotiable every day. And I know that I'm able to thrive the way I'm thriving through this cancer because of those things. Because he told me, do not forget your faith. And for me, right, faith is action. If you're not doing the things you're supposed to be doing, how can he help you? Because he wants to help us, absolutely. But we have to open that door right, for him to come in and help us. Yeah, uh, yeah I totally agree with that. I am in that. And I, I think I have to continually remind myself of that, like, reach out for help. He's there to help you. It's just yeah. like me, like forgetting for a moment. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I have a great resource to turn to. My mm-hmm. Heavenly Father can give me insight, you know, for whatever I yeah. need. So and then I think I get complacent and just used to my daily life that it just like it's still there and it's part of you know my life everyday prayers and scripture study but sometimes it's like in the complacency that you're like oh wait I really can turn to him and ask him these questions instead of the routine stuff you know so yeah I think that's something that I have been working a lot of being intentional yeah being very intentional I, I know that sometimes I'm praying and I'm following, you know, the whole, thank you so much for this day, yeah. you know, this and that. But I'm like, okay, no, no, no. I start all over again. I said, no. I, the way I have been praying lately is like I'm telling him a story. Mm. Like I call like, I tell him like everything that happened to me. Like, like I'm telling a story in details and that helps me really be intentional with him instead of just repeating the things that we, you know, we tend to repeat and all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like there's power when we're intentional. In our prayers, Absolutely. I think Absolutely. that's when the answers come a little bit more and the spirit resides with us and things. So, yeah, definitely. Can I ask you how your family has been through this? Like, like your kids, your husband, like maybe mm-hmm. it's been different for each. Yeah, for sure. You know? So with my husband, he, oh, he's, he's quite a character. <laughs> he's been <laughs> wonderful, very supportive, but he does not talk or express his feelings for some reason. So at the beginning, he was like in denial. He was like, no, 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 you will be okay. Everything will be okay. But in the sense of like, this is not happening, right? This is not going to be happening. It will be okay. But he has been there the entire time supporting me. And I know this is something that is very important because when you're going through a chronic illness, right? And you're feeling chronic, all these chronic symptoms and all this stuff, you're worried, am I becoming a burden to my family? Right. And one time we had this conversation with my husband and he said, look, yes, your cancer is a burden. This is hard, but I want to take care of you and I'm here for you. So do not confuse those two things. Mm -hmm. Do not confuse that it is hard, but I want to be here. And that for me was like, okay, he's here with me. Wonderful. With my kids. So it's very interesting with my kids because, for example, with Madison, which is my middle one, she used to be the most organized girl in the world. That room was impeccable. <laughs> then suddenly this happened and she just became so disorganized. Mm. So disorganized. Immediately, it was like the week of 
he she just became so disorganized and then with scotty and rosie which is my oldest in the in the last one right the younger one they what we noticed was that they were starting fighting a lot a lot a lot so we started doing different routines in our life in our days so we could you know make them feel safe i think what was happening here is like they were wondering are we safe if mommy's safe is mommy going to pass away or is mommy going to what's going on right they felt the world was changing in a way they couldn't understand yeah. so one of the things that we did was like we are very open with them and we talked to them like hey this is how things are you know to level up maturity and all that yeah this is what's happening this is where mommy is and ask questions and my kids ask questions one of the questions that my son was like why did god give you cancer mm-hmm. and i think that the way i answered that one was like look i don't think that god gave me cancer like fearless you have cancer <laughs> i i believe i really believe with this you know god gave us the laws of physics biology and all those things and all these things like people in my family decided to get married and there's chemicals and all that stuff and all that came in a point of conversion within me i have leukemia you know i really believe that but and i explained to my son like sometimes heavenly father allows us to go through these trials because he wants to show us his power he wants us to see him and he wants us to learn things and i think that was a moment for my son i was like okay it's okay sometimes to have trials because he will be there for us and another thing that we make sure that our family was doing is our scripture study every single morning. No matter if we're late for school, no matter what, before those kids go to, to, to school, we do our scripture study and we have discussions about it because we want them to know that even though they sometimes may feel that they cannot come to us and ask us questions, they know who to go. Yes. And that has helped a lot. We have seen with my daughter, Madison, a big growth in her testimony. And she even writes in her journals and stuff like that, that she can feel Heavenly Father now, that she can have, she has a testimony of it because she's seen me, how I'm dealing with that. And she sees how much I rely on Heavenly Father. So I really, you know, when you're going through things like this, like cancer, you can really either make you know, you can either see as a, this horrible thing that's happening to you, or you can really go to hell and find and say, what, what I'm supposed to make from this? Mm-hmm. What, it, what do you want me to do from this? And I think this has truly been a place where my family has come together and we are spending so, so much time together now and make priority, you know, Heavenly Father in scripture study and all those things because one time we talked with my with my husband like now that we you know mortality is the reality you know because when you are healthy you know that death is part of life yeah. but it's like something that happens you know never yeah. know that right <laughs> but when someone gives you a diagnosis you have cancer you feel death knocking on your door and every day i wonder will this thing kill me will will i die from this so when we were you know in this position where we're talking about it with my husband we talked about okay this is serious do we really want to be an eternal family do we really want to be exalted do we really want to go back to heavenly father and so 
and where our entire life right now is trying to make those pivots where like are we really doing the things that we need to do are we really building our faith and our testimony to say heavenly father we want to really be an eternal family because mortality is a real thing now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's knocking on your door it's i love that knocking on my door yeah. i feel it every day I'm like are you there <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is such a good way to put that so you mentioned that your daughter was um got more into like writing down and journaling and things. Mm -hmm. And I just want to put out, you have your own I journal. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about that and how that helps you as well? Yeah. So when, so I had a journals before, I designed my old journals before all this. Mm -hmm. But when I became, you know, when I was diagnosed with the cancer and all that, I was like, okay, I know the power of journaling, but I need a specific questions because again, I know my mind. And I know how stuck I can get when something challenging happens with me, right? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, I need to build a journal that can ask me specific questions that are going to help me not get stuck, to help me move forward, but most important, to help me be happy. That was the main thing that I wanted, right? So when I was thinking about my journal, which is called Happy by Design, I wanted to make sure that two things that I was recognizing okay, the challenges and the bad stuff, because it's not about ignoring those things, right? It's about, okay, this is happening, but also recognizing there's wonderful things happening in my life because the thing when you're sick and you're feeling either physical, mental, or emotionally sick, those feelings are so powerful. They can actually go into other areas of, of your life and make you think that everything is bad, mm -hmm. when in reality, it's not. So when I was thinking about my journal, I was thinking, okay, I need to be able to separate both of those things, to be able to recognize and acknowledge, okay, this is the bad things, and this is how it is, but this is the good things, and this is how mm -hmm. it is. So with the journal, I'm able to recognize those good things and cultivate those feelings, and then grab and focus on those feelings, and then able to make the decisions of the bad things from a place of happiness instead of a place of misery, right? Because you can either make decisions from one or the other. And I wanted to make sure that I was making the healthiest, best decisions I could. And so with Happy by Design, the journal, it helps me separate those things. And not only that, but it also helps me train my mind into let's look for the good things in our life every single day make sure that we're looking for those happy moments and if we don't have them let's make them yeah and so that is what i've learned with this journal when i was writing all these questions i need to know separate the bad with the good focus on the good and make sure that i'm cultivating and creating the happiness in my life yeah, yeah. i love it just a little plug for liz for the gathering coming up she is going to be one of our sponsors yeah. so that's a little sneak peek for those of you who might be coming to that i'm so excited she was so willing to be like yeah i'll send you some yeah so, so i love it i mean i love it i'm you know this journey is just i think that when we're going through chronic illnesses or any health challenges to be honest we need as many tools as we can to stay in in reality that's what I call it, to stay in reality because otherwise all these bad feelings can really make you think and make you believe that everything is bad all parts of your life 
are bad. And we need to really have those tools to help you separate this is the bad and this is the good. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay, one final question. If someone else was going through this, whether it was a family member that was diagnosed with chronic cancer, any chronic illness, yeah. or if they are being diagnosed or have been recently, what would you tell them? What would you? What yeah. would I tell them? I think the first thing I would say, you have a heavenly father that loves you and that he's there for you. And he wants to help you. He wants to um, be there for you. So there's always someone who's going to be there for you because I know when you're going through chronic illnesses or someone is going through chronic illnesses, you feel like no one understands me, but there's someone who does. And that's how I have failed. The second thing I will say to someone is, yes, it sucks. It's horrible. And life will never be what you thought it was going to be, but it doesn't mean that you can have a wonderful life. You can still build a wonderful life it's just you have to be a little more creative and you just have to go in another way than I you know that you thought was going to be and just figure you can figure it out and it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to be vulnerable all those things are wonderful but you can definitely be happy as you learn to manage your health absolutely yeah. well thank you for sharing your story yeah I love talking with you. you you're just so bubbly and <laughs> Thank you. It's so personable. Uh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay. I'm looking forward to seeing those journals. And yeah. for anyone else on here, we try to meet every Tuesday to share someone's story. And so just keep meeting us back here. And you can also go back and listen to these stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So, yeah, I'll have that up probably a little bit later today. And I'll let you know, Kaylee. Okay, yes, please. So I can share with my audience. Too okay. and all that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. I'll talk to you soon.